Welcome in. It's the Penn Live Wrestling Podcast. Dustin Hawkinsmith here with Dave Heckard, and it is Championship Week here in high school wrestling. The PIAA Championships, AA and AAA, kick off Thursday morning at Giant Center, a three day tournament that concludes on Saturday. AA finals and Constellation finals in the early afternoon, AAA finals and Constellation finals Saturday evening. So a whole season worth of work here, Dave, comes down to three days, and we're going to do our best here to breeze through and just look at um, the highlights uh, of each bracket. Of course, you can go to the PIAA um, Championships website to check out the brackets if you haven't seen them already. Flow Arena, they probably have them already, too, to get into them. We're just going to touch on the high notes here. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Uh, Thursday morning is like Christmas morning. You know, you get up and, and the start of the state tournament and, uh, you know, I, I like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big deal. And, you know, for me, I, I haven't missed a state tournament since fourth grade. I mean, I used to come home from college and, you know, and, and watch this and my roommates would be like, are you crazy? Like you're going home to watch high school wrestling, but they, they don't get it, you know, so. Um, this is a great tournament, uh, you know, in, in my opinion, you know, the, the best tournament in the country, um, you know, you know, yeah, Beast of the East and Powerade and all those tournaments are big time tournaments. But to me, there's just there's just nothing like the Pennsylvania State Tournament. So I'm um, excited to get started here and, and take a look at some of these brackets for sure. Let's do it. Let's let's start in on the double A side. We'll just go down through really just focusing in on where district three kids are and more specifically where some of our more local guys are. So looking at 106, um, you know, this this weight class, I feel like there are three clear cut top of the line guys. I think there's a trio of guys who are capable of winning this bracket. Now, certainly there's some other tough guys. And what we've got, Aaron Seidel, the freshman from Northern Lebanon, is one of those guys. And what it ended up, ended up happening um, last Saturday, got a really good win over Aiden Smith from Notre Dame Green Pond in the Southeast Regional Finals. What that did was set up Aiden Smith and Louis Gill, the defending state champion at 106 pounds, to likely wrestle in the quarterfinals. Meanwhile, he's by far, I think, the best kid on the bottom half of the bracket. So you talk about a win in a regional final having some ramifications that extend into this championship final. Now he's got a little bit of an easier road. Now certainly he's going to have to wrestle through all that, but now you've got Aiden Smith and Louis Gill, who I think are the other two of that three having to wrestle early in the quarterfinal round. Yeah, you do, you do yourself such a favor by winning that region. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and a lot of weight class, just set yourself up better. And, you know, you know, like I do, I, I feel like it's, there's some luck sometimes with the bracket, you know, and you just set yourself up a little better to when you win regions, then, then, you know, waiting to see if you're going to end up on the right side of the bracket sometimes. But, you know, I, I think you said it perfectly. And, and, and Aaron Seidel is a factor at 106. I think looking at the bracket, I mean, he, he you know, from Trinity, Major Lewis is on the, on the bottom side of that bottom bracket. And, uh, you know, he, he's got a tough, uh, a tough, you know, first and, and definitely like a second round matchup with, uh, with that Parker Centipal from Burgettstown. But, you know, if he does get by that, which, the, hey, that's a winnable match for him, I feel like. If he does get by that, we could see a District 3 semifinal with him inside Seidel again. So, um, you know, hopefully on the District 3 side that happens. But, uh, yeah, I do like Aaron Seidel, and I'd love to see, uh, you know, Seidel and Gill get after it in the finals. 
Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, but I wouldn't rule out Aiden Smith either. Uh, Lou no, you're right. Beat, you're right. Beat Aiden Smith. Right. He beat Aiden Smith in the Powerade Finals or the six to four final. Uh, but that's a good point about Major Lewis. It's hard to find, you know, a better fourth place finisher from a region than Major Lewis getting out of that Southeast and just, you know, there are four out of the top six kids in the state at 106 pounds. There, Kale Quigley, the other from uh, from this area, he'll he'll wrestle in, in the preliminary round. If he wins, uh, beats a kid from United, he will wrestle Aaron Seidel in the first round and then you have Braden Hart ramp for the freshman from Burks Catholic really promising kid who fi finished fifth in Southeast regions uh he's, he will wrestle in the pigtails as well he'll wrestle if he wins there Colton Wade from Sullivan County uh looking at 113 pounds uh let's start just in the top half of the bracket Mason McClendon from Susquehanna really good solid junior um he finishes fourth again a really good bracket uh, in the Southeast region there. If he wins uh, in, in the first round, in the preliminary round, he will wrestle Gavin Bradley, a returning state finalist who's just an animal from Athens. Just the, the favorite, I think, to win this weight. Um, so that's a tough draw there. Uh, Devin Jackson uh, is another kid worth watching from West Perry, his final run at Giant Center here, Dave. And uh, he was a fourth place finisher at 106 pounds a couple years ago as a sophomore, did not get a chance to wrestle on Hershey as a junior last season. Uh, really tough competitor. Um, is used to this environment, used to this stage, got to wrestle in the PIAA team championships in Giant Center a couple weeks ago. Also, the, you know, just the, the style matchup with him. Anybody wrestling him for the first time has an adjustment to make, and how well you make that adjustment could determine whether you can or can't beat Devin Jackson. So there's always, you know, he's always kind of a wild card in these brackets. Tough enough, I think, to wrestle his way through, and I, I think he's capable of beating most anybody. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I, I feel like he uh, he should have a pretty good quarterfinal matchup with the, the Bainey kid from West Branch. I feel like that's a pretty good you – know, that should be a good bout. Uh, you know, the Wenzel kid from Montoursville is uh, on the upper side of that bottom half of the bracket there. And uh, I think, you know, Wenzel will be a tough a tough match for Jackson. But, you know, I think you get in the semifinals and, you know, you medal and then, uh, you know, you, you, you lay it on the line and see where that takes you, you know, so – um, Devin Jackson's a competitor. He's been here before. And, you know, I, I, I do see him coming home with a medal. Uh, you know, it's up to him really where he, he, where he finds that medal, you know, what place he gets. So, um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully he does end his career on, on, a, on a pretty good note. So. This is a really deep bracket. I think it's worth pointing out. And I think the bottom half especially has some more um, pitfalls and challenges along the way uh, there. So um, one to one worth watching, watching Devin Jackson at 113 pounds, looking at 120. Um, this is a weight class that brings back a state champ in Jed and Pep, uh, Pepe from Wyoming area. He won as a sophomore last season at 113 pounds. Cooper Hornack, who wrestled in the 106 finals last year as a, as a freshman, uh, could end up wrestling uh, in the quarterfinals against Jaden Pepe and, and dictating one state finalist will not make it to the semifinals in this weight class. Uh, it's certainly not the only one. Uh, a couple other highlights here um, from a statewide perspective. Adam Schweitzer is doing some really good wrestling. And you see some of these District 11 guys who have all been to Iron Man or Beast of the East and Powerade and Escape the Rock. You know, this kid is better than 10 losses. So I would, I would caution anybody looking at this weight class to look beyond this kid Schweitzer from Notre Dame Green Pond because he's, he's the real deal. And I think he's going to be a real tough out here. 
I, I would agree. And I mean, that, that's, that holds true on you know, double A, triple A, some of the teams and the schedules they wrestle, like you look at their, you know, their schedule and, and they might have six, seven, eight losses, but I mean, those six, seven, eight losses are to, to darn good guys. And, you know, so you got to take that into consideration. I, that upper half of the bracket's pretty impressive there. Uh, the Bainey kid from Bald Eagle area, I know is pretty tough. And uh, that's who our district three uh, from Lancaster Catholic, Eric Howe will match up against first round. So that'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens there. Um, but yeah, like I said, you know, the Colson kid from Camp Hill, Jackson Rush from West Perry uh, in the bottom half of the bracket in the pigtail match. And, you know, as a freshman and getting into the mix, it's, it's good to get here and get that experience. So, you know, for the young guys, just just keep kind of, you know, winning, survive and move on, you know, survive and move on. And, uh, you know, I'd like to see Jackson Rush do do a little bit of that here. Tough go for District 3 in, the, in this weight class. You had two of the top three, or the two top kids from the region uh, were not from District 3, so you a lot of tough draws in that mix there. Uh, 126, you know, this is a pretty open weight class, I think, from a statewide perspective. Uh, you got Noah Doy, the freshman from Camp Hill, who's a wrestling a pigtail uh, match at the very bottom of the bracket. You know, wrestling a kid, Mark Palmer from Brockway, who, you know, that you, you see some regions and some weight classes are stronger than others. And if you're wrestling a pigtail match, the best you can hope for is to get a lesser known kid in that first round match. I think Noah Doy really good athlete, really good competitor, makes the, the state tournament as a freshman, just as his older brother Christian did. Uh, not an ideal position, but um, he's somebody who could be a bit of a wild card. Uh, Cameron Minji from Littlestown, the sophomore, he's also wrestling a pigtail. He finished fifth uh, in the Southeast region. Uh, Southeast region champ was Chase Hans from Faith Christian Academy. Um, so he's got a draw, a pretty decent draw in the first, in the, in the top half of the bracket. Uh, Scott Johnson, I think the junior from Muncie who was in the state finals last year in the at the same weight so back at 126 as a junior i would circle him as the guy to beat here um and that's that's the guy that eli bounds from boiling springs if he's able to beat dylan bruce from elizabeth forward in the prelims will get a shot at scott johnson i think eli bounds can keep it tight with him i think eli bounds can keep it tight with anybody the question is can he score enough to get past him yeah i mean that's uh you know sometimes you're in that pigtail match though you know you get a match before that pigtail where that guy, look, you know, I've been, we've been a victim of that where you're sitting in that little, that little first round match and the people before you wrestle, well, the person gets a match in. And as you know, like the, the best, best match you wrestle of any tournament is your second match. So you get those first round jitters out and, and then you go and wrestle. And sometimes that can be an advantage. So, um, you know, I like to see Eli, Noah, uh, you know, do I do, do that a little bit and maybe take advantage of the positions they're in, you know? Yeah. And I, th I think that for those guys in particular, it can help them out certainly daunting matchups there. Um, and I think both of them, you know, kind of capable of, of hitting that metal stand uh, if all goes well. And then you've got a guy, Dylan Reinhardt from Brandywine Heights, who didn't wrestle his best at, at sectionals or districts, puts together a really nice run at regions. Uh, he gets a tough matchup in Caden Milheim from Warrior Run uh, in round one. So common theme there, not a lot of on paper winnable matches for these district three 126s. Uh, but that's why you go out there and you wrestle them. That's right. And then, and then you drop down in the wrestlebacks and, and truly in the wrestlebacks, you never know what can happen. You know, I mean, you know, time is shorter, you know, people are maybe sometimes better on the mat and, you know, I, it just things can happen in the wrestleback. So again, it's that same philosophy, survive and move on. And that mental standpoint too, who's, who's ready to, to settle for the consolation prize. Uh, right. Who's ready to have your back against the wall and have to win three or four in a row against tough kids. Uh, not, well, yeah, not at, no doubt. No doubt. I, I, I mean, even the guys who lose, 
you know, the guys who lose, like you're in a big match in the quarterfinals and you're in a tight one and you almost win and you lose, like, where's your, where's your head when you drop after that loss? You know, I think that's, that's a big deal too, is, is, you know, where you're dropping and who you're dropping to. Um, Looking at uh, 132, speaking of Doys, Christian Doy uh, it got, a, got a pretty tough um, first-round matchup against Ethan Kolb, uh, Jr. from Benton. I think I would call that one pretty close to 50-50, then a tough draw with Owen Reinsel from Brookville, likely in, in the quarterfinal round. So tough situation there for him, but he's a really good wrestler, and I think he's capable of, if, if, it, if it doesn't happen for him in one or the other, he's a kid who, uh, if he hangs in there, is kind of capable of making a little bit of run through constellations if that's what it comes down to. Um, you have uh, Blaine Pachalski, one of the more sur- surprising, I think, state qualifiers uh, of the entire Southeast region. You know, this was a kid who was banged up a bit, certainly not on that upper tier of West Perry kids you've got to know about, but he just battled and grinded his way through when he finished sixth at, at the Southeast region. Here he is now, you know, likely to see Brandon Kletzes from, from Notre Dame Greenpont in the first round if he gets through there. But uh, I think just a, a victory for him just to be there. No, I'm with you. And, and again, a sophomore, um, you know, the experience that these guys bring back next year, you know, you get young guys to States and just that confidence they bring back the following year is, is huge for him as an individual, but even them as a team, you know, will really help. So, um, yeah, I feel like Christian Doy is the guy from district three that does have a shot to place, um, you know, where he's at. I don't know, but you know, I, I, I think that he is the, the guy that, 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 is, that does have a, a, a legit shot to do something there. So um, you you've seen him string together matches before and and right. as a freshman he did it and made he was a big surprise to get to the state tournament then he was a big surprise to to win the the southeast regional last year then he didn't get through the super regional so if he's at his best i think he's got a shot other guy there from uh, district three to watch dominic caldwell from susquenita another tough draw if he gets through ashton sites with tyrone in the prelims connor heckman uh northeast regional champ waits for him from midwest uh in the first round uh, moving on to 138, uh, Coben Carper is, is the one to watch here, I think, for, from our area. Um, has wrestled extremely tough all year, Dave. And uh, he's 38-4. and four. Two of those losses have come to Ryan Crookham from Saucon Valley. Uh, when they were on the, re- on the um, podium at regionals, uh, Ryan Crookham leaned down to Coben Carper and said, see you in the finals. So he's, he thinks highly of Coben Carper. Now, you know, one way or the other, it could be likely Connor Pierce from Harbor Creek, undefeated uh, senior, tough matchup in the quarterfinals. Cole Bisco from Southern Columbia is nobody to really gloss over either in that in that pigtail round. So Coben's going to have his hands full, and and maybe just maybe, I think odds suggest that he's going to have to do some battling through the consolation round. But he's a senior, and I I feel like after the way last season ended, he didn't get what he wanted. He didn't wrestle the way that he wanted. Um, I, I feel like he's going to let it fly. Yeah, I mean, finals or not, I, I do have him placing, um, you know, where, wherever he, you know, wherever he gets to. But again, you know, I, I, that's cool that Crookham, you know, said that to him about being in the finals, but you, you still got to do it, you know, and you have to go through, uh, you know, three six minute matches to get there. So, you know, hopefully he, he hopefully he does. I, I'd love to see that. And I think he does have the ability and has been, you know, progressing all year, wrestling really well all year. So it'd be nice to see him, you know, end his senior year here with a nice little run and, and bring home a nice high medal for himself. So you got Carmine Lindsay from Burke's Catholic, the freshman um, good tournament, the Southeast regional he'll get Crookham likely in the, in the first round, if he gets through there. 
So not, not a lot of uh, easy matchups here. Uh, and I think that it's true for, you know, as, as you're going through these brackets and you're looking, oh, that's a bad draw. I mean, there's not really any such thing as a good draw in these things. You're going to, if, if you want, if you want something nice, you've got to wrestle somebody tough to get there. That's just the bottom line. A hundred percent. And, and, you know, you, you can get a little lucky as far as where you fall and all that. And, you know, we know that, but uh, you know, you've seen it, I've seen it. I mean, you think you're sitting good and then somebody knocks somebody off and now you're not sitting good. And it's, 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 you know, I, so yeah, I mean, you take it one match at a time, right. And uh, see what happens. Uh, what's what's the challenge in, in getting kids to not be thinking about that stuff, not be thinking about the brackets, not be thinking about what's next to kind of stay in the moment there. Oh man, I, 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 again, it's very cliche, but just the one match at a time, you know, I, I think controlling what you can control, you know, and so much in sports and athletics and wrestling, you know, you, you, you don't have control of a lot. I mean, you don't have control of who you wrestle. You don't have control of the referee. You don't have control of how the points are awarded. Essentially you don't, I mean, you don't have, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things you don't have control of, you know, what kind of shoes that guy has on, what, what singlet he has on, you know, so control what you can control and, you know, your pace and how intense you are and, you know, being physical. And I mean, those are things you all have control of. So I, I really try to keep it simple, I think, and, and focus on those things rather than everything else that's going on around you that you have no control of, you know, um, but tough, You've, very uh, difficult. The, and, and, and this bracket here too, I think just has, has a lot of different challenges along the way. I think Connor Herrer from Montgomery, the sophomore uh, state medalist last year, Looks to me like he's good enough to maybe consider a three-time state champ could be in his future. I mean, he's that type of, of kid. Um, and that's the kid that Jacob Gilfoyle from Bishop McDevitt will get if he can make it through his first round matchup. I think Gilfoyle has got probably more ability than we've seen at certain times this year. And I think he's capable of some surprises, but that's a tough surprise to ask for uh, in, in, uh, in the quarterfinal round. Yeah, and, and if things don't work out, he is a wrestler that could come back through. I mean, he's tough on top. So, you know, guys that are tough on top like that, you know, in those wrestle backs where, you know, you're wrestling more on the mat a lot of times than you are on your feet, you know, because of the shortened period and, you know, the shortened first period. Either way, um, you know, where you fall, who, who falls and where they fall, and that, that all matters. And, uh, you know, I, I do think Gilfo has a shot to come back through and, and hopefully get some wins there and, and find himself on the medal stand. Uh, one guy I think you got to watch, Ian Wilson from Boiling Springs. At the very least, he's the guy most capable of putting up a football score every time he goes out there. He beat Guilfoyle 17 to 10 in the district finals. He places uh, sixth at, at, at Southeast Regional or fifth. Um, to, to get his spot there. Uh, Eric Alderfer from Faith Christian Academy, who won the Southeast Regional, will be waiting for him if he can get it get through there. But, you know, Ian Wilson, with that sort of pin, near fall, cradle type stuff he's got going on, uh, could give himself a shot in some of these Conti matchups if that's where he ends up. Uh, 152, I think you've got a clear-cut favorite here in Jackson Arrington from Forest Hills. Kind of a, a cut above most guys in this entire tournament, not just the weight class. So no disrespect to Michael Dugan, who will likely see Jackson Arrington in the quarterfinal round, uh, or Justice Hockenberry Folk, who's doing a lot of good wrestling from West Perry after he uh, bumped down to um, 152. Andrew Christie wrestled a really sound, solid match against Dugan in the Southeast Regional Finals to get a little bit better position there. And I think uh, Andrew Christie is, is in pretty solid position to make it the whole way through. Uh, if he shows up and wrestles hard, wrestles at a high level, he's, he's, he's got, you know, there's nothing you can take for granted, but um, I, I would much rather be in the bottom half of this bracket than the top. 
Yeah, I'd say so. I, he is sitting pretty good, though. I, I would agree with that. I, I think, uh, you know, if he wrestles like he's been, I mean, he, he can find himself in the semifinals and then, you know, possibly the finals. I know, uh, you know, the Dugan first round matchup against Cooper Price from Wyoming area, uh, the North coming out of the Northeast. I mean, that, that's that kid's no slouch either. So um, obviously, you know, you have to win a big, big first round match and then you jump into Jackson Arrington. Um, but either way, you know, you take it one at a time. And, uh, you know, as much as we want to see the Michael Dugan, you know, Jackson Arrington, you know, match up there in the quarterfinals, uh, Michael's definitely got to focus on this price kid. So, well, Totally one match at a time. And I think he's yep. pretty good with that. So it's just kind of coming through and just letting it fly against Jackson Arrington and, and wrestle like you don't have anything to lose. You're right. not the favorite in that matchup. Uh, so just go out there and let it fly. Looking at 160, you've got a returning state champion, Grant McKay from Laurel at the top of the bracket. Uh, we're looking at Gannon Smith from Newport here, uh, also in the top half of the bracket. I, I don't hate his uh, his route to getting a shot at Grant McKay, and I don't really hate his chances against Grant McKay. Grant, McKay wrestles a lot of tight matches, and whenever you're you're in a lot of tight matches, you're always going to be you know a takedown or a turn away. And I think Gannon Smith um, – probably a good timely loss in the Southeast regional final get to get a taste of what that feels like and, and maybe um, do a little soul searching. I think this week to, to get his best form ready for Hershey. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, a loss can help you kind of re, you know, realign yourself a little bit, refocus yourself. But I, I think you, me, I think a lot of wrestling fans are expecting a little bit and hoping for a Gannon Smith, uh, Grant McKay semifinal there on top. Um, and uh, you know, McKay, a returning state champ, obviously he's, he's going to be a tough a tough one to go through, but Gannon Smith is, is equally as tough. So um, I, I, I'm excited to see how he actually makes out here. And, uh, and then in the, you know, the bottom side there, you have the Glassner kid from Bishop McDevitt. Um, you know, hopefully he can, again, get through that, that pigtail match. And, uh, you know, he has a tough little road, but, you know, I'd like to see him get through and, and get some matches down below and, and, and the wrestlebacks as well. Yeah, Glesser's a tough kid. I'm not sure if anybody yeah. really is looking forward to, to wrestling him. So maybe maybe a shot to create a little bit of a noise down there in the bottom half. Uh, moving on to 172, again, a returning state champion, Rune Lawrence from Frazier. Really tough kid that he'll see likely in the quarterfinals of Nolan Lear from Benton, who spent a good chunk of time ranked uh, number two in the state at 172 pounds. So that should be a good quarterfinal there. Um, Garrett Garcia from Southern Columbia. He's a kid that Jagger Gray from Trinity beat earlier this year. He looks to be kind of coming into his own a little bit there. Jake Jones, the Southeast regional chance from Salkin Valley um, is there too. And, and I think, you know, that combination of guys likely to occupy uh, most of the semifinal spots coming from district three in the Southeast region, uh, Lucas Lawler from Bishop McDevitt, just, a, I think a, a great job for him to keep battling and, and get to this place in the first place. Uh, if he, if he beats Easton Belfort from Brookville, um, I, who I think he beat, he beat earlier this year in the team championships, uh, Rune Lawrence will, will wait him. Uh, so not, not a great situation, I think there, but I think, uh, Lawler seems to have a good presence of mind to be able to compartmentalize that. If it's something ugly would happen against Rune Lawrence, I don't think it's going to impact him from the, for the Conti round. So I think that's a good place to start. Yeah. And, and again, he has a freshman, you know, Lawler getting there and getting the experience of, of wrestling at States. And, you know, again, if, if things don't go well against the Lawrence kid, maybe drop down and, and, and get on a little bit of a roll, you know, so I'd like to see him do that. Uh, Gabe Davis and Burks Catholic. He's the kid who uh, knocked Jagger Gray out of the Southeast Regional. Um, tough kid, man. I think just uh, athletic and just um, difficult to beat. Uh, he'll he'll get a shot uh, likely against Garrett Garcia if he can win in that prelim round. 
Uh, looking at 189, I think you've got, um, you know, a couple guys you can install and install as favorites here. But, you know, the District 3 guys have a chance to make a little bit of noise. You know, I think Cade Werner, uh, he's explosive enough to see him, you know, uh, giving some of these guys a run. Uh, the Kutchenberg kid from Quaker Valley, if he sees him in the quarterfinal, that's a, that's a tough matchup for anybody. Southeast regional champ Jacob Scheib uh, is a tough kid in the bottom half of the bracket. Uh, you see, you know, guys like Isaac Corey and Jackson Zimmerman, uh, who are who are tough outs too. Tucker Painter from Trinity will Trinity will wrestle a pigtail match in the bottom there. We'll we'll get Isaac Corey in the uh, of Montoursville in the first round. I think you know if Tucker Painter and Cade Warner wrestle as their best selves, you know these are both guys who are who can contend for the medal stand for sure. And Tucker isn't sitting too bad there. You know what I mean? And then he has a pigtail and then he gets the Corey kid from Montoursville who's 37 and six. Um, I mean, that, that's at least not a bad spot. It's not like you're coming into like a returning state champ or something, you know? So, um, and, you know, and, and, and again, Tucker wrestles how Tucker believes. And, you know, I, I think, you know, he's, he's that guy that he, if he wants to wrestle well, he, he does. If, if not, like then he, he doesn't wrestle well. So, um, it'll be interesting to see what Tucker shows up, but I think he can come through the bottom half there a little bit if, if he gets on a roll. So, uh, Cole Karpinski ranked number one in the state. He's 38 and 0, and that wasn't against a, a, a cushy schedule. He's beaten some really good kids along the way. Uh, Colin Neal from Boiling Springs, if he wins in the first round, he gets Noah Fultz from Bald Eagle area. He would wrestle Cole Kar- Karpinski in that, in that first round matchup. Uh, looking at 215, uh, Brad Morrison from West Perry looks like a pretty good, solid bet to make his way through the bottom half of this bracket. Hayden Linkerhoff, I think from Corey, who's a state medalist, he's a senior um, as well, would be considered, I think, the the number one threat to Brad Morrison there. But then, you know, really tough. Dayton Pitzer is one of the, I don't know, three or four guys you circle as being transcendent type talents. So tough matchup regardless in the finals. But I think for Brad Morrison, realistic shot here to get through there and, and, and hit his goal of wrestling in the state finals. No, I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly there. I think the one thing he has to make sure he does is win this first match. Uh, Kale Black there from Eisenhower, 32 and three is not a bad kid. Uh, that guy coming off of a match, you know what I mean? Gets, gets him first round. So he has to make sure he gets a good warm up. But I feel like if he gets by that first round match, the jitters of being in States and all that, um, I, I would agree with you. I have him kind of penciled it in the finals too. And, you know, I, I, yeah, Pitzer is tough. And I, I would say that, you know, Pitzer would be favored over Morrison, but at the end of the day, you got to get there first. So, um, you know, get there and then, and then we'll talk about that matchup type of deal and uh, take care of your bottom half. And I, I really like Morrison's chances on this, in this bottom half, good kid, hard worker. I'd like to see him get there. Tough on top too, which when you're talking about these big bodies, you don't have a, a lot of these guys who have high level skill from the top position. That's what I think Brad Morrison can kind of set himself apart. Uh, Brody Klein from Burke's Catholic also in this bracket uh, in the top half. Um, so these are guys worth watching as we go. Last one here. And I think one of the more exciting ones looking at 285, Riley Rebel from Bishop McDevitt, the favorite here, but you have some different types of threats. Emmanuel Ulrich, who uh, Riley beat in the state tournament last year along the way. I feel like, you know, you know, Ulrich has, has a win recently over Austin Johnson for months. You made a late jump up to 285 from 215, but Robel, I mean, 
it's just hard to believe he's not getting back there and winning this thing. You know, he is a good solid 30 to 40 pounds heavier than he was last year. I don't really see him moving any worse than he did last year. His shoulders look broader. He's stronger. He's a little meaner. I think he's kind of, uh, he's positioned himself very, very well. Ulrich would be a threat uh, uh, in the quarterfinal round. He, he, it was a narrow decision over him last year, but I think Robel's gotten so much better since then. And then I think Austin Johnson uh, is, a, is a tough kid for Muncie, but can a kid who's weighing in presumably around 225 pounds uh, wrestle a kid like Riley Robel, who's a robust 275, who moves almost as well as you do, and who's got that, you're going to carry that 50 pounds around. It's just hard for me to see uh, Robel losing here. He's got to go out there and take care of business. But if you look at you know the Southeast Regional Finals when he decked, Leo Muzika from Faith Christian Academy. Uh, I, I see him maybe not even just winning this thing, but being pretty dominant in every round along the way. I, you know, I'm a big fan. I, I mean, I've been talking about this kid all year, and um, I, I yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I see him kind of rolling, and um, you know, can can somebody give him some problems? Maybe, but I I don't know, man. To, to do it for six minutes, to hold that guy off for six minutes and outscore him, or you know, do what you need to do to get to to win that match. I, I just don't see it happening. Um, he's wrestling tough right now. He's confident. Um, you know, we've been talking about him on year all year long, and I I think he uh, if he's focused, right, and nothing crazy happens, no slams, no 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 injuries, nothing crazy. And and look, I mean, here's the deal: we we've seen this happen before, right? Yeah, I mean. You know, you got you gotta you gotta wrestle him, you gotta wrestle it out. But I, I man, I I'd love to see that kid grab a gold medal. And I think he I think he's a pretty heavy favorite. So and I th- and I think he deserves to be. So I, I'm I'm fully expecting. I think the 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 experience last season, he gassed himself out a bit in the finals of pacing himself and understanding where he needs to be uh, mentally, emotionally, and that kind of thing. It's going to pay dividends this year. Uh, I believe he's going to be a state champ as well. Let's move on to AAA, Dave. Um, I know we're going kind of quick through these things, but uh, we also don't want to spend four hours uh, talking about them either. Um, tough weight class at 106 pounds, just up, up and down. I mean, you can say this in a lot of cases, but when you have a kid like Nate Desmond from Bethlehem Catholic, who very much to me, looks like he has a four timer capability, certainly multi-time state champ. He's installed as a pretty sound favorite, uh, in this one, but you know, Liam Flanagan, the sophomore from central dolphin wrestled extremely well in the, in the district tournament. He's going to have to continue that and probably take it up another level because he's got, you know, a top six or seven kid right off the bat. That and Tyler Capusta from Franklin Regional, likely Aaron Cement from Council Rock North in the quarterfinal round. And if all goes great there, that would be Nathan Desmond in the semifinal round. So no, uh, no matches off here, Dave. He's got he's got to bring it right out of the gates. I, I circled bout number five fifty four, Liam Flanagan and Tyler Capusta first round. That's going to be a good first round matchup. Um, you know, I, I do have him uh, placing so in my bracket. So you know, looking things and looking where he would fall at different points. If he loses and and what was what happened, I, I do have him kind of coming back through if he wrestles the way he did it at the district tournament. You know what I mean? If, if we see that kid and he brings that kid to states, then he, he can place. You know what I mean? So I, I think uh, you know as far as the rest of District Three, there Dean Hauser, Jordan Williams, uh, Marco Tachi of Warwick. I think those guys are all going to have their work cut out for him. Um, but I do think Liam Flanagan does have a shot to to medal. 
Yeah, and, and these are tough kids, but there there's a lot of other tough kids there too. I think you're gonna see you're gonna see some some chaotic matches in this one. And maybe maybe some of these D3 kids can take advantage there. Um I, I think you know Liam Flanagan outside of the top couple kids, I think all bets are off from, from I agree from I agree. three to eight on the on the podium. Uh moving yeah. on to 113. Uh, right off the bat, uh, Caden Williams from Mannheim Township, returning state champion. He's up at 113 pounds. Now, we talked about him a good bit last week, just about what he went through at the district tournament and uh, whether he can be conditioned enough to go hard. Well, I think as you look at this bracket and you see Nick Allison from Mifflin County and Tahir Parkins from Nazareth, uh, one of those guys will be wrestling Caden Williams in the quarterfinal round. That's going to be a dogfight right out of the gates. And I think it's going to set the tone for Williams that nothing's going to come easy this time around. I think he's fully capable of making the run the whole way through here. But uh, that this weight class, and even looking at the bottom, uh, Kale Nazdio from Williamsport, state finalist. Zach Jackaruso from Delaware Valley, top ranked in the state, state finalist last year has gotten even better. Uh, now at 113 pounds, this is going to be a, uh, you know, a wild ride i think quarters semis and finals up and down yeah i mean that first round you know about 561 with nick allison and parkins and we you talked about that uh, williams gets the winner of that that first round match is going to be a dog fight right out of the gate yeah that's when i circled to make sure i check out um and then like you said williams and whoever that winner is in that quarterfinal is going to be a heck of a quarterfinal you know can can williams put it together yeah i mean look Look, say what you want. I mean, but but be, you know, the, he knows how to wrestle. You know, the, the, the Williams are, are both both very good wrestlers, and uh, you know they they've been to the to the big dances before. That they know how to win in the big dance, and uh, you know, as as much as you know, they might have some some hiccups in, in this year. What's going on? You know, you cannot count them out. You you just can't. And uh, you know, however, uh, you know, I, I do see him placing. Um, you know, top three, top four. Um, and hopefully coming back through. And, uh, you know, the other guy to watch there that I, I do have some respect for, and I think Russell's pretty tough, is, is Nico Tachi. And, you know, if, if he, I, I don't have him obviously winning, um, you know, the whole thing or coming through the bottom half, but I, I think if he's, he's a guy that if he drops in wrestlebacks and stays positive, he could be a tough a tough drop down. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're dropping down the Nico Tachi. He's strong. He stays in pretty good position. You know, he wrestles hard for six minutes. So, you know, he could be a, he could be a, a drop down nightmare for some guys. So, you know, I like to see him come back and, and get some wins there and wrestle backs. And, and really going to challenge if you, do you want that bronze medal or do you not? You know, there's going to be a point in that match, you know, five and a half minutes in, whether you, you know, you're really going to have to decide how much you want that. He's exactly the type of kid who's going to make you come to that determination. Uh, I think that's one of the primary reasons he beat Caden Williams a couple weeks ago was that, you know, he was going to go for six minutes and he wasn't going to care. And I think that mentality is going to take him a long way, uh, could take him a long way in this tournament. Uh, 120 day for my money, the deepest, maybe best bracket of the tournament. And, you know, we got Mason Leapart from Dover at the very top of it, ranked number one in the state. But right below his first round matchup, Charlie Bunting from Nazareth against Troy Holman, who won a Powerade title um, in the first round. Leapart will get the winner of that matchup. Asher Cunningham from State College, really talented freshman. Jacob Haupt you know, veteran, uh, senior from Cannon McMillan there. Then you've got, you know, a guy like Sean Logue from Father Judge coming out of the pigtails down below, maybe wrestling Carmen Cortez from Westchester Henderson. I mean, there that, that top half for sure, but the whole way down here, Dave, there's not really a lot of things you can say with certainty here. Now, and in the bottom half, you have Camden Williams and, and Vinnie Kilkery. I, you know, I, I, you know, those two guys are, 
are, are tough cats. So, and, you know, Kale McIntyre from Bethlehem Catholic down below, I, you know, so as, as tough as that up top, you know, bracket is, yeah. I mean, the, the bottom half is, is equally as tough. And I mean, you hit the nail on the head. This is a deep, deep weight. And uh, you know, the district three in me, I'm, I'm rooting for Mason Lightpart, And I, you know, I, I think he can definitely get it done, um, but he's going to have to do some work. That's for sure. Uh, and, and it's going to start right off the bat. Bunting and Homan are, are a tough draw against each other, first and foremost, and then for Lee Part uh, in the quarterfinal round. So oh, yeah. I think he'll be ready for it. Mentally, I think he'll be ready for for whatever is going to get thrown at him. And, you know, he's dynamic enough. and he's, He controls things from top. Uh, not going to give you a one point no matter what. Uh, you know, you're going to have to earn that one point uh, against him. So I think that gives him a shot against anybody. Uh, but that is a, that is a tough weight class. I really, really want to see uh, Mason Lee Parp and Lee Part and Vinny Kilkiri final really want to see that just from a style and body perspective and, and how they go about it. That would be a clash that uh, was just tough to predict. Yeah, I, that's actually who I have penciled in the finals. So I, I, you know, I'd love to see, I think <laughs> the, the wrestling fan of me wants to see that matchup, like you said. So. Yeah. Looking at uh, 126, Carl Schindeldecker from Chambersburg installed at the, t- at the very top of that bracket. In all likelihood, we'll get one of the best freshmen in the state in Maddox Shaw from Thomas Jefferson. He's 37 and five. He's done some high, high level wrestling. Uh, lost to Ethan Lieben from Hempfield area in the in the Whippeal um, finals. So he lands there. Braxton Apello Freeze from Nazareth sprung a, a bit of an upset in the Northeast region to, to win that one. Dalton Perry, one of the other, I think if you're going to say three or four top freshmen <laughs> yeah. in the state, two of them are in this bracket and Dalton Perry yeah. from Central Mountain and Maddox Shaw. And both of them are in the top half of the bracket uh, right there for Carl Schindeldecker to probably have to get through that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> look at it. I love it. I mean, it's just it's just awesome competition. I mean, you know, uh, you know, just just good first round matchups. Uh, you know, the quarterfinal round up top. I mean, you're gonna have, you know, I think Decker and Shaw, and then you're gonna probably have the uh, Apello Freeze versus Dalton Perry. I mean, that's that's a great quarterfinal up top bracket. And down below, uh, how about this first round ma- matchup? Jacob Van D and Dante Frenzy. I mean, that that is an incredible first round matchup down below. Um, you know, again, those guys are both good, both from good schools. And, um, you know, I, I think the winner of that match has a, ch- a shot to go to the finals. So. Absolutely. And, you know, frenzy is a state medalist, Jake Van D, uh, state champ, uh, two-time state finalist. And he's here in the first round wrestling Dante Frenzy because he got pinned by Dalton Perry in sudden victory in the Northwest regional finals. And it's just crazy how, how those regional finals can have such an influence on these pre-slotted brackets. And uh, as you said, luck of the draw, not very good luck right there for, for Jake Van D to have to come out of the gates with, with him. And, uh, but I do think, I do think he gets through. Uh, it's something like to you bet said before, him. where, where again in this weight class is their luck? Like, you know, I mean, no matter where you fall, I mean, you're, you're getting a horse for sure. And, and uh, you know, just one of those weights that, yeah, I mean, maybe Dalton Perry helped him out, you know, himself out there a little bit, but I mean, he's going to have a, a tough, a tough go too. So I, it's just one of those weight classes, like you said, that, you know, no matter where you fall, I mean, it's, it's deep. So like the looks of this 132 pound weight class, Dave, where you have a little bit of intrigue. So Mac Church, returning state champ, 
the favorite um, by, by all accounts in this weight class. Uh, we got Braden Bowder, Bauer from Williamsport, who was a top three or four kid in the state. who will we'll see Mac Church. Uh, Church, I think, beat him pretty handily uh, back in Powerade um, a while back. So I would expect him to get through to the semifinals. Uh, Colin Rath, another one of those elite freshmen from Bethlehem Catholic. He's 21, got a late start to the season, but he is really, really impressive. Another good freshman there from Quakertown. So it's there's a good chance that Mac Church is going to have to fend off some of that new blood in the semifinals. And then in the bottom half, uh, Matt Repost from Central Dolphin. I, I like his uh, setup to get into the semis. And then I really want to see uh, Matt Repost, Luke Simcox uh, in, in the semis there. Simcox beat Repost at the Super Regional last year. Looked huge compared to Repost at 126 pounds. Now I think he lessens some of that with the work that he did in the offseason. He looks really good at 132. Is this the year that Matt Repost gets back to the finals? And will he see Mac Church for the fourth time in his high school career in the state finals? Yes, he will. I'm, I'm calling that now. I, I you know, Stamp I, it. I, I, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the kid. Uh, you know, District 3. Um, you know, the matchup with Simcox, I, I couldn't agree more with you. Last year when you saw them wrestle the Super 32, he just looked so much bigger than Repost. You know what I mean? So now I feel like, you know, that that's off the table. You know, I mean, you know, Repost coming in at a, at a you know, a nice size, good weight. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm that, that would be a good – that's who I have in the semis, Repost and Simcox. And, uh, you know, that would be a good one to see. And so I'm going to go with the other guy this time. And, Hopefully get D3 in the finals there against Mac Church at the top. I think Repost can get it done. Simcox has definitely improved, but I think Repost, um, so technical, so skilled, and now he's not giving away a strength advantage. And, and it can allow, you know, sometimes that technique doesn't mean a whole lot. The angle doesn't mean much if a guy can just throw you off. Right. Like if, if the guy's stronger than you, there's, there's only so far that that technique can take you. So uh, to eliminate that is a big deal for him. Yeah. So looking at 138, I think you've got a pretty firm favorite in this one, Tyler Kasak from Bethlehem Catholic, another kid who I think is just sort of next level. Uh, he'll be looking for a second straight state title. You got another state champ in the bottom half of the bracket and Briar Priest from Hempfield area. Good kid from Dom Fentora who, who we saw, um, you know, locally a couple times. Uh, at the Carlisle tournament, or Cham it was Chambersburg. And I think at the CV kickoff class, we saw him a couple times. And then you got Pearson Manville from State College, a sophomore who is really, really good. Already has a loss once this season to Tyler Kasak. Hard to see him getting through there, but um, you've got some surefire hammers that that some of the rest of this, the state's going to have to try to contend with. And I'm not sure that I would go against Chalk in this case. Kasak and Manville in one semifinal, Fendora and Priest in the other, and then Kasak beating Briar Priest in the final. That's what I got. That's exactly what I got too. And I I, re, I even have Manville and Fendora coming back and finishing three and four. So I you know those are the top four in my. In my opinion, I think the Alicia kid from Mannheim Township does have a shot to medal, um, but he has a, obviously, you know, a, a tough draw out the gate with uh, the, the tough ninth grader there, Dama from Connellsville, and then obviously he hits Manville in the quarter. So um, either way, I, I'm hoping that, you know, District 3 can get a medal here, and I think he's the guy that has a shot to do it. There's a good layer of tough kids too, including Alicia Colton Stone, Ken Kelly Caicos from from Perkiomen Valley, uh, Lonzi Velma from Connellsville. The 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 consolation bracket uh, could get kind of wild down there. That that with that tier of guys. Yeah, for sure. 
looking at 145, you've got um, Finn Solomon, who's a returning state champion from Franklin Regional. Uh, Jude Swisher, who's ranked number one in the state uh, at 145. Really good kid. He has a win over Finn Solomon going back to King of the Mountain. Uh, Andrew Harmon's Northeast Regional from a champ from what Bethlehem Catholic. He looks like a new guy after dropping down from 152. Ty Waters from West Allegheny also has a win over Finn Solomon earlier this year. Uh, he lost to Solomon, though, in, in, the, in the Southwest Regional Finals. So those are some good names that uh, you're going to have to try to bust up this bracket, kind of like 138. I think you've got guys who have a stronghold and are strong favorites, and you're looking at Riley Bauer from Williamsport. Can Mike Trainer make a little bit of a run? I don't hate his pod there. You no, know, I don't either. If he shows up and wrestles, he's got himself a shot. So we'll see if he does that. But uh, again, I think it would surprise me if we're not looking at probably a Jude Swisher. I think Ty Waters from West Allegheny is going to be tough to beat there. And then, um, you know, looking at Finn Solomon coming out of the top half of that bracket. Couldn't agree more. I, I, I you know, I gave trainer the, the benefit of the doubt there and I have him in the semis. Um, but that, that pod that he's in is really wide open in my opinion. Um, so, but I do have him in there and uh, I do have trainer in Lefevre placing um, in, in my bracket. So hopefully those guys again can bring him a medal, but um, I have exactly what you have Swisher and waters in the bottom and I have Solomon coming out on top. So. 152 pounds. You have district three guys who uh, I said this earlier in the week, all four guys who came out of district three are almost the exact same guy. You know, it's hard to differentiate between Caden Dobbins who won the weight class and kudos to him. Dom Frontino, who was the other finalist. Um, you had JT Hogan, who was the third place guy from, from district three. And then Griffin Gonzalez, you know, they're, they're all wrestling one point matches against each other. So now how do they fare in this weight class? Um, Dylan Evans is, is the guy to beat, I think, from Chartiers Valley, the junior there. If Frontino uh, beats Jake Daly from Bethlehem Catholic, he'll see likely Dylan Evans in, in the quarterfinal round. Although Jack Pletcher from Greater Latrobe presents a little bit of a problem um, there, too. Uh, Caden Dobbins, you know, I, I don't hate his chances there. You know, Kellen Laffey from Pine Richland was ranked number one in the state before he lost this past weekend. So he's got some ability. Uh, but Caden Dobbins, you know, he looks like he's on a mission and he wrestled that way at regionals. Will that be enough um, in this weight class? I think there's, you know, I, I think there's a shot, but ultimately, you know, Condomitty from Northampton. I mean, there are some other names here who are just going to be tough to beat. Yeah, for sure. I, I, you know, I, I do like, uh, I, I like Frontino's draw off the gate or out the gate. I tell you whose draw I don't like, and that is Griffin Gonzalez in the pigtail against Nico Taddy. I, I, Taddy's tough. Um, you know, catching the Southwest three there, um, you know, and then you wrestle in the condomitee there. So that's just a tough, tough draw there as far as the bracket. Um, you know, Dobbins, I have, I actually have uh, Dobbins and, and Frontino maybe coming through and, and grabbing a medal down below. Um, but the rest of the guys are going to have to wrestle, I, I think. And, and they're not, they're not out of it by any chance. Cause like you said, they're very similar. So, um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how they fall, but I, I, I would like to see that. I like to see Frontino and, and, you know, Gonzalez or Dobbins or somebody their place. So, you know, Frontino's a good tournament wrestler too, because, you know, survive in advance. He's comfortable in tight matches. Um, you know, he's going to wrestle a kid in Dylan Evans. who's pretty tough though in the quarterfinal round. And he's got to beat Jake Daly from Bethlehem Catholic to get there. Moving on to 160, I think you've got, you know, two of maybe like the three best 160s are going to wrestle in the quarterfinal round. Jared Kessler from Connellsville, who won the Whippeal uh, uh, Championship. Matt Colajezzi from Council Rock South, who lost in the Southeast Regional Finals. You know, that'll be a really good quarterfinal right out of the gates. But uh, Kessler looks like he's, uh, 
he's a good bet to get his way through. Now the question is for, from our end, Ryan Garvick, you know, I, I, th- I think there are some talented kids in his pod there, but I think there's a path for him to get to the semis as well. I would, I couldn't agree more. I, I actually have him in the finals. So I, you know, but I, I, I mean, he's going to have to wrestle, you know, Sean Taylor from West Allegheny, you know, is a tough kid and, you know, Ryan's going to have to put together a great tournament to get there. But I mean, I, I, it's not out of the realm of possibility. And I actually, like you said, I have him in the finals against Kessler. So, um, you know, he can definitely do it. And that'd be a heck of a tournament for him as a sophomore, you know, if he can get to that final match. And I think it's just like you said with Flanagan, you know, that's with the condition attached that Garbick wrestles the way that he did at the district three tournament. He was aggressive. He was sharp. It was an initiative from a a challenge from Jeff Swagger to not be content to let guys get on your legs and work your way out of it. Why don't you set the pace? He did a really good job of that uh, at districts. Can that carry over now on a bigger stage with some tougher kids? Um, Will he believe in that enough to not settle into old habits? You know, when, when the whistle blows Uh, all you can hope for though, if you're a kid who realistically can wrestle his way into the finals, all you can hope for in a bracket is to be situated where this guy who's, not unbeatable on your side, sure. not unbeatable in your pod. And Ryan and he has is that. in a situation, he'd has it. Yep. Absolutely. I think, you know, Barlow from Strathaven, Landon Muth from Bethlehem Catholic chase Kranitz from Norwin has the ability to wrestle his way from pigtail to semifinal perhaps. Um, but none of these guys are unbeatable by any means. And if Ryan Garvick shows up and wrestles big, uh, I think there's, there's a lot of possibilities on the table for him. I agree. I agree. And I'd like to see him do it. So, yeah. Uh, looking at 172, Rocco Welsh, um, he's, big, he's been a state finalist. He's, uh, he's gotten a lot of silver in his career. Now he's situated as a pretty firm favorite uh, at that weight. Kevin Oliveri is a, a, a tough kid for Mannheim Township, super athletic. But Rocco Welsh is so powerful, so good with his position wrestling, so accustomed to being physical and being in tight matches. It's just going to be tough to get past him. That's a tall order for Kevin Oliveria. Uh, Cole Bartram is coming out of the pigtails. I think he's got a situation where he doesn't have anybody who's unbeatable in that pod either. You know, I made this point earlier uh, on the PA Power podcast. If if Bartram comes out as his, his, his best physical self, um, you know, there, there are some possibilities in play for him too. I, th- I think he could be a surprise um, coming out of the pigtail. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, you know, Welsh, uh, obviously, you know, I, I mean, he's my number one, like pound for pound guy. If, if I, you know, look at every weight class, if I had like uh, to pick one guy that I thought was going to go out and, and win it, you know, life or death situation, he'd be the guy I'd pick. And, and there's some other ones in there too, but man, I think he's just kind of a cut above the rest. Um, I, I do feel good about Bartram. And I'll tell you the other guy I feel good about down below is Tucker Hogan. I think, you know, he can make a little run there and possibly find himself in, in, in the finals if he can get through that semifinal uh, match. I have him wrestling the Diagostino kid from, from Interboro, who's pretty tough. But, you know, either way, uh, you, know, you know, some District 3 guys there, I think, can, can do something. So it would be an interesting way to watch. Tucker Hogan, the sophomore from Daniel Boone, won the District 3 championship at 172 pounds, pinned Oliveria in the final. He is super tough and super long on top. And that is something that can carry him through. I think Matt Furman from Cannon Mac is a tough matchup probably in, in the quarterfinals, but Hogan, if he can just kind of hang in there, he can do some scoring and do some pinning from the top position. And I think that that could hold true against almost anybody. Every match he's in is a clash of styles because he's got limbs that drag. He's got knuckles that drag on the floor. And some, yeah. some kids are going to have a hard time dealing with that. He does. And I, I tell you, I, I, I like him. I, I gotta be honest. I, I think he's rangy. He, he's long, like you said, um, he's physical when he wrestles and, and, uh, I, I see him being a fit for some of these guys down below. 
Look at 189 pounds. This is the bracket of all brackets to try to drag the PIAA and the, the way that they go about building their brackets. You have uh, maxed out from Mount Lebanon, undefeated, nationally ranked, uh, state finalist a couple of years ago, but was injured last year, which factors into how this bracket was made. You've got Sonny Sasso, who made a about a, a 180 degree turn in, in his wrestling over the course of about 12 to 18 months. He was a seventh place guy last year. So now you have two guys who are among the very best in the nation at 189 pounds who will wrestle in the semifinals. And it just kind of comes down to that math. These guys are excellent and they are by far, I think the two best 189s in the state, but they have two state medals between them. And on paper, they don't look like unbeatable forces, even though what the, the naked eye says that, that they are. So now you have this bracket, maybe one of the more flawed, where if you had another layer of, of judgment, you wouldn't have these guys wrestling each other in the semis. But, you know, I think for Pennsylvania wrestling fans, that's going to be a really good reason to get there early on Saturday to watch these guys uh, in the morning. Yeah, and, and this is where I, I feel like the human element has to come in this somewhere, you know, I mean, there has to be somebody that sits down and looks at this and says, wait a second, you know, let, 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 let's, let's separate these two guys and, and make sure we get the right final, but in, in saying that, what, what that does is it opens up the top half of the bracket, you know what I mean, so now, you know, that top half of the bracket's open but top half of the bracket opens up, and, you know, I have, uh, I have Johnny Miller from Exeter, you know, maybe doing some damage up top. Uh, you know, he was impressive last week uh, in, in his quest for a district title. And uh, I actually have, you know, him and him and Shoemaker here in the, in the quarters. And, um, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like, you know, Shoemaker, Miller, and Collins up top, uh, it's kind of wide open. You know what I mean? So it'll be interesting to see how that top, you know, does play out due to the, the seating situation down below. Uh, Diesel Kozer from Shippensburg, Russell Pigtail into Quinn Collins, the Southeast Regional champ from Central Bucks East, and then uh, Johnny Miller, the District 3 champ. You know, I, I think outside of Sasso and Stout, he's capable of beating anybody. And he wrestled he wrestled Sonny Sasso tough at the CV Kickoff Classic. I think it was a major, like a, a 12 to 4 kind, kind of score where Sasso was clearly better. But one of the few times that Sasso didn't finish somebody, and I think that's a feather in Johnny Miller's cap. He was a Super 32 medalist in, in October. So I think that kind of says it all about what his upside is. And his upside suggests that he could be in the final against one of these two other guys, uh, either Max Stout or Sonny Sasso. Aiden Height from well, who, Chambersburg. Who, who do you like? Do you like Stout or you like Sasso, Dustin? Boy, I mean, I think what, what flavor of ice cream, right? Like, so Max Stout... <laughs> Super good position, strong, you know, more of a straightforward wrestler. You know, Sonny Sasso can get funky if he needs to. He's long. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go with, uh, with Max Stout in this one. I think, uh, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a fun clash of styles. Uh, but I like Max Stout just a little bit better, including the fact that, you know, he's been in a state final. Uh, I, I think, uh, I love Sam Sonny Sasso, but I don't think that this is his year. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I, I, I have the same thing. And that was my thought kind of exactly was maxed out. Maybe he's just a hair more seasoned. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Has kind of been, been there a little earlier. And, um, but nonetheless, man, one that, like you said, I, I can't wait for Saturday morning. A hair more seasoned, but Sonny Sasso has better hair. So, I mean, he, go, dude, go he figure does have that one. hair. <laughs> So there's that, but I mean, Sonny, Sonny Sasso is going to get himself a state title. I just don't know. I, I don't I go on that, that road through Max South a tough one. Uh, looking at 215, you know, the same thing we said about this weight at the district three level, I think is true again at the statewide level where 
you know, uh, Brian Finnerty, Finnerty from Thomas Jefferson is, is in really good shape there. Uh, Nick Pavletsko is ranked number one in the state from State College. He's an animal too. Um, Carl DiGiorgio, uh, he, one of his two losses was the Pavletsko at Escape the Rock. Uh, but Cole Waitman is a kind of a wild card coming back from, from injury. He's wrestled 12 matches. What kind of shape is he in? Jose Garcia was unbeaten, ranked number five in the state before he, he lost a couple times last weekend. Mason Hale was one of the top 10 or 12, 215s in the state. Corey Borio from Greater Latrobe is a tough kid. He gets Pavletsko in round one. Sam Rodriguez, if he wrestles like he did at, at, at the district tournament, I don't think that there's anybody off the table in terms of who he can beat. He likely gets Pavletsko in the quarterfinal round. Chase Levy from Nazareth is tough. There's just not a lot, just the bottom line. It there's not a lot that you can write in pen. I would write in pencil in this bracket if you're making predictions. Wide open, wide open. And 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 you know, I, you look at these quarterfinal matches, and like you said, they go either way for me. Um, you know, there's some first round matches I can kind of maybe grab a pen, but you know, in those quarterfinals on, I mean, there's no way. I, you know, I'm looking at DiGiorgio and Waitman, you know, Pavletsko, Rodriguez, Levy, McMillan, Armstrong, Finnerty. You know, there's some guys there. I mean, who's winning those matches? And um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I think, uh, you know, the thing will play out here. And I, I do have the Garcia kid and Rodriguez grabbing some medals there from District Three. But I mean, look, you know, the, who knows? Who knows what they could end up? I mean, you know, I, I think this is a wide open weight. Um, I, I do like Pavletsko and Finnerty in the finals, but that doesn't mean anything. I, you know, I feel like either of those two guys uh, can be beat along the way. So, and, and DeGiorgio is going to wrestle whoever comes out of that um, that other pod tough in the in the semifinal round. Um, Chase Levy from Nazareth. I mean, there's just nobody you can ca- you can cast aside, and no, I would include I Travis Armstrong in that group. You know, I, I think Travis Armstrong, when he's when he's his like mean physical self, I think he's capable of beating most of these guys. Um, no, I agree. And, I agree. And, and he he went in he went into you know a, a couple weeks of prep with a bad taste in his mouth too, and he strikes me as the kind of kid who will respond well to that bad taste. Yeah, I would agree. I th- I think. Uh... You know, again, just 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 some parody in that weight class, and and really, I, I think it's kind of wide open. So, you know, and, and I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there that are thinking the same thing. That, you know what I mean? Have the Travis Armstrongs in that bracket and think that they can do something. So, um, it'll be good. It'll be interesting. And like I said, a pretty wide open weight. I think of all the weights. You know what I mean? I think most weights you can kind of maybe pencil a guy or two in, um, but this one here, man, I, I just don't know. I, I, I don't know. Uh, on the flip side, at 285 pounds, I think you can say with relative confidence that you're going to have Sean Kinney from Nazareth, who was in the state finals. Huge surprise as a freshman last year. Uh, looks a little better this year, too. And you've got Billy McChesney from Greensburg-Salem in the bottom half. I think you've got two firmly established favorites. And there could be some other chaos along the way. And certainly there's there can be some surprises. You know, Kinney's lost a couple times this year, including to Matt Cruz from Easton, who wrestles Leighton Schmick from Carlisle. Uh, in the first round, that's a really good match for, for heavyweight. You're not talking about, you're not talking no, about yeah. uh, fluff balls there. You're, you're talking about no. athletic, strong, broad shouldered heavyweights um, who, who are good, a good matchup fit against each other. That's going to be a three, two match one way or the other. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I, I had that one penciled into that first round match about number six fifty three. I have it circled. I, that's what I want to see there with Schmick and, and Cruz. I mean, you know, the Cruz, there's a guy, I mean, heck he beat Kenny already this year, like you said. So, you know, who, who knows what, you know, I have him in the semis against, uh, against McChesney, but I, I, I don't know if he, what he has for McChesney, but I mean, if he beat Kenny, he, he does have something. So I, I feel like that could be a pretty good semifinal matchup. 
tough, tough kid um, for sure. And, uh, you know, I'm really impressed. We mentioned it last week, Leighton Schmick to, to battle through and, and lose one and have to fight his way. Like he's gotten the taste of having his back against the wall, Dave. And I think right. that can't, that can't hurt in a, in a tournament like this where, you know, I, I like the little adventure kid. And I would say that if Schmick gets his way past through uh, past Matt Cruz, he'd probably be an underdog to the, the LaVenture kid, but I don't know that he's in an un he's, he's got an unbeatable opponent along the way. And so if he, if he is as good as he can be in this tournament, I think there's a lot of different scenarios in play. No, I, I, I like Schmick. Like I said, I, I do have him placing. So um, I don't have him placing, you know, top first or second, but I mean, I do have him, have him in there as, as a place winner. So, you know, if he, if he enters the tournament with that same fortitude that he did last weekend, where, you know what, you lose, so what, I'm going to drop down, I'm going to get tough, I'm going to keep wrestling, like he will place, you know, so hopefully he brings that same attitude and, and gets it done for District 3. Uh, ben Stewart, tough matchup there against Oliver Bellotti from Clearfield in the, in the first round. You know, he, he's a pinner, though. He's a thrower and a pinner, and I give him a, 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 at least a sliver of hope against almost anybody. Uh, Trevor Gallagher from, from Gettysburg. Um, I think either Stone Joseph or Charles Cruz from Williamsport will be a tough matchup there. And I think, you know, these weights where in, in the South Central region where there's not a lot of separation from one to four. Right. You know, they're, they're, they're all kind of, you know, they're all kind of uh, got a little uphill battle ahead of them. I actually have Stu and Gallagher wrestling in the blood round. And just and for how they fall and where they, yep, yep. Wouldn't that be fitting? Wouldn't that yeah. just be fitting? Yep. yep. And, and a lot of times that's true. Just the, the way the brackets are built and the way kids lose and the way that kids drop down to the Concy rounds, you see, unfortunately, a lot of times district three on district three crime in that blood round. You do. And, and I'm sure there's other ones too, but you do get a lot of that. I, you know, I've, I've been in those matches and, uh, yeah, because and, and like you said, there's not a lot of separation there, so they're good. Ba- they're good matches too, you know. So, um, but yeah, should, should be a good weekend of wrestling, man. I'm I'm super excited, and uh, you know, see how District Three and see how these guys make out. It all starts Thursday, um, early early morning, nine a.m. start um, with the double A guys. Triple A guys will be wrestling in the evening. I think Saturday of all days is a day to come, man. You get the, these these AAA semifinals, which many of which are our finals caliber matches. Uh, we touched on a bunch of them, including that 189. So come stay all day, get to get the finals uh, and double A finals and triple A semifinals in, in triple A. So should be a good weekend of wrestling here in Hershey. We'll see if district three can hold up their end of the bargain. Uh, stay tuned with us. I think we'll be back. I don't want to speak for you, Dave, but I think we'll be back next week. One more time to look back on the state tournament and then maybe another time along the way to hand out some awards or something. So we'll see. I'm not sure you've heard the last of us here on the Penn Live Wrestling Podcast. That's right. That's right. We're not done yet, are we? <laughs> no, we're not done yet. We'll come back in the blood round next week. So there you go. Enjoy, enjoy the wrestling. You can watch it on Flow Wrestling. Go check it out at Giant Center. And we'll see you next time here on the Penn Live Wrestling Podcast.